For the majority of my life, I have been passionate and dedicated about changing lives and growing businesses through synthesizing from the very best their strategies, their tactics, their mindset techniques to help you and your business grow. Join me as we take it to the next level. Welcome to The Tom Ferry Show. Hey, welcome back to The Tom Ferry Show. Today, I want to help you solve one of the big problems that every great agent has, which is, Tom, how do I generate more consistent listings in my business? What is the second greatest listing attraction source? Before we jump into that, let's answer a question from Matt Defeaty. Hey, Tom, Matt Defeaty from Realty Executives Lead Homes in Nutley, New Jersey. I have a question for you. What do you think is going to happen when a company like Amazon decides to throw their hat into the real estate market? Where are the agents going to go then? So Matt, the day you sent me this video was the exact day that Amazon and Realogy announced their partnership. Maybe you had the inside scoop, but I really thought about how I wanted to answer this and it really is in the form of making sure that you have a steady source of business where you are identified as the hyper local expert, my friend. That's how you win against something as powerful as Amazon with their partnership with Realogy, which by the way, congrats to them. Now, I wanna to talk to you about that. How do you become the hyper-local expert? How do you, Matt, establish yourself as the agent of trust in a, what we would call a geographic farm, whether you're in a vertical living in New York City or you're somewhere in New Jersey or you're somewhere in Munich, Germany, the same rules apply. So let's answer that question in a big way. I wrote down for you, if you're considering starting a geographic farm, if you really wanna become that hyper-local expert agent, there's basically five things you wanna start with. Number one, you wanna ask yourself, where do I have the most influence? Where do you have the most influence, Matt? So you might take uh, an Excel spreadsheet of every transaction you've ever done in your entire career, go to Google Maps, upload it, you're gonna get a map of all the little bubbles of every home you've sold in your career, and you know what you're gonna identify? Hey, there's a bunch of subdivisions where I've done a lot of transactions. Well, if all the numbers play out, that's probably the ideal place for you to go. Now, if you're a brand new agent, you're saying, but Tom, I don't, I don't have any transactions, then I'd say to you the same thing, where do you have influence? You would take your entire database, again, put it on an Excel spreadsheet or something like that, and you'd upload it into Google, and you would see inside Google Maps all the places where the people that you know and like and trust and vice versa, where they are in your town. Now, when you're thinking about doing geographic farming, the first question always is, where do I have influence? So if 20 people I know live in this subdivision, there's a pretty good shot that I'm gonna be able to generate business from them and others by working that community versus working a community where I've got no sales track record and I have no influence and no relationships. So that's number one. Number two, you always wanna ask yourself, where is the turnover higher than say 6%? Now the only time I'd go lower than 6% is if the price points are north of a million dollars in terms of sales price. So where's the turnover higher than 6%? So if there's 500 transactions, as an example, I'm looking for that community that has 30 listings sold every single year. Now, I can sit down with my title rep in pretty much any part of the US. In Canada, we're gonna look at it differently. Throughout Europe, we're gonna look at it differently. But I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna analyze, okay, 
is there a dominant agent? In almost every case, there's someone that's done maybe five or six transactions out of the 30 as an example, but the rest of them are all these onesies, twosies. If that is the case, that is a perfect opportunity for you to go in and become the hyper-local expert. Number three, you gotta ask yourself both the time and money question, which is how many properties can I effectively manage? Which is kind of the fourth one too, am I gonna use sweat equity, you know, knock, 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 handing out a flyer, or check equity, I'm gonna use money to send direct mail, do ads, etc. So three and four are really important. I'll tell you an example. One of my clients, Josh Rubin, Douglas Elliman, New York City, one of the top 1,000 agents on the Wall Street Journal list, Josh would tell you that in the very beginning, he actually selected geographic farming a little begrudgingly. I was his coach at the time and still am, and I said, you know, Josh, you're doing really great in your business. You're looking for a repeatable and scalable way. Very important distinction, my friend. Repeatable and scalable way to generate even more listings into your business in New York City, in Manhattan. And I said, why don't we start with just two buildings? I said, can you afford that? He said, yes. I said, you're gonna send two direct mail pieces a month for a while. We're gonna penetrate these buildings. We're gonna penetrate these you know, condos and apartments and we're gonna become sort of the face of real estate, the most recognizable name. And guess what? That was almost 10 years ago. Today, what if I told you that he is now doing the same exact strategy where we started with just a couple hundred buildings or a couple hundred units in two buildings. Today, he's mailing upwards of 80 to 100,000 pieces a month. Now, before you fall on the ground and think to yourself, my goodness, you know, this guy must hate trees or, you know, what's his direct mail bill? If he was sitting with me today, he would say, I basically spend a dollar and I make about five. So if you can figure out the math on how many pieces he's sending and the frequency he's sending them and his return on investment, it's an absolute no-brainer. So for my analytical friend watching right now who's like, okay, Tom, I wanna do this, but boy, I've heard about farming and that whole budget thing. It could be expensive. What if I don't get a return? I'm gonna cover all of that and more. Because my goal, again, like Matt's question, is to make you a little more unstoppable, to, to protect you and your business by making you that hyper-local expert, just like last week where we were talking about how do we do a better job generating more referrals and next week's show where I'm really gonna turn on the jets with a similar conversation, making you the obvious choice, not all those websites. So the last thing to understand with geographic farming, before I get into all the details, is just to recognize that a geographic farm is relationship-based in its, in its essence. So that means we're gonna plant seeds and the seeds may be direct mail pieces. It may be knocking on doors. It may be the invitation to an open house. As an example, we're gonna plant those seeds. We're gonna cultivate those relationships. We're gonna nurture and then we harvest. So unlike an expired listing or even maybe an open house or buying a lead from Zillow, Realtor, Trulia, etc., where it's gonna be a little more bottom of the funnel, this is gonna be more middle of the funnel in the beginning, and then it becomes the come list me business when you do it right. So, just as a reminder, we talked about it last week during the show. Remember, how do we build trust? Same exact principles apply here in geographic farming. Frequency plus familiarity, plus being yourself, authenticity, and providing relevant information to the neighborhood, to the individuals living in the community, 
That's what creates trust. So, so here's 10 sample campaigns that you could run. Now I would argue that the very first one is the most important one, as you can see there on the screen, direct mail three times a month for the first four months. Yes, I want you to budget three direct mail pieces a month for the first four months because I want them to get to know you, who you are. I want them to see you consistently. Remember, frequency creates familiarity plus relevancy plus authenticity. That's how we generate trust. From there, you're gonna go to two pieces a month, basically until they call you and list or they move with someone else or they pass away. Now, from here, you can see that we've given you nine other campaigns and you're going to decide which are the additional things I'm going to do above and beyond direct mail to create that connection, to build that trust, to become the person they think of when it's time to buy and sell real estate. So obviously, knocking on doors and doing door drops. Mega open houses, which we'll be covering in another Tom Ferry show coming up, where you basically throw a party for the neighbors and what we know is when you do this, it's an opportunity for you to generate even more listing opportunities and really surprise and delight the community. Facebook advertising, every time you make a sale, right? Every time you take a new listing, letting people know in the community what's going on through Facebook. Obviously, if you can control the online space of Zillow and Realtor and Trulia and even Google, that's always a good idea. Zillow Make Me Moves, expireds and for sale banners are a no-brainer. Community functions, doing videos on the, on the community, and if there are some non-owner occupied, some rental properties inside there, getting connected with the homeowner. So there's 10 different things you can do. You have to decide which of the 10 are right for you. But I wanna take you a little different direction first. I now wanna to talk to you about when you take that first listing inside of that farm, whether it's a, an existing community you've worked in before, or you just about to take a listing, you're thinking, Tom, I'm gonna do a farm around this new listing because I love the community and the turnover's great and there's not a lot of competition. People ask me, Tom, what do you recommend? Well, there's actually seven different postcards that you should send once you secure that listing. Let's take a look at the list and let's go through it quickly. Obviously, the first thing is you wanna send a coming soon card, right? Number two, you wanna send the just listed card. Then an open house invitation. You wanna mail a testimonial card, which is something with a review, maybe from Zillow or Google as an example on the card. You wanna send the just sold or what we would now call a case study card. Then you wanna send a, we have more qualified buyers, or what we've called in the past, the Yikes marketing campaign. And lastly, a market update. Now, this sequence was created by one of our top coaches, Eileen Rivera from Long Beach, California, who is selling more than 100 homes a year and absolutely dominating her geographic farm. She actually said to me, Tom, if an agent sends those seven cards after they take a listing, if they don't get one come list me call, they should probably quit the business. That was Eileen, she's pretty tough. Now, I'm throwing up another example of some of the cards that she's put out there before. So as you can see, the thing that Eileen and so many of our great clients do is they're not sending cards that look like every other real estate agent's cards. They're trying to make them look different, special, to stand out which you would then use on your listing presentation as a strategic advantage of working with you versus the competition. So always be thinking about in your marketing, what can we do differently to stand out? That could be odd sized cards, that could be smaller cards, round cards, only sending direct mail, only using hand addressed, hand stamped versus postcards, 
as just a few examples. Now, let's take a look at another card that has gotten tremendous success and a lot of buzz since we showcased it this year at the Success Summit. Our client, Robert Mack, sends out the following. There's three primary parts of this card that I want you to pay attention to. Obviously, the first part is he's letting them know this is how we did it. He calls it prepping in four weeks. So you can see there on the slide, it says, Miscellaneous repairs throughout the home. We painted the entire interior light and bright white color. We replaced the older carpet. We did a designer staging the home to show like a perfect model home. We had professional photography. We did a custom four page flyer. He goes on and on and on. Now, why is that important? The seller, the potential seller, the person living in that community is gonna see this and say, gosh, everyone else sends us a card that says light and bright and the house is perfect or, hey, we got it sold and we did it in this time period. But Robert's actually taken the time to show you how he did it what he did to cause this transaction, to cause this sale. Then the second part of this that we love is he's showing you the results. Now in this case, you can see it says sold six offers in five days. I love this part, especially for the analytical seller. The results, we had over 70 people through our open house. We had 5,000 plus views on Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com. Redfin designated as a hot home. We had over 35 private showings in less than a week. We received six offers within three days and we sold for a record price in five days. Now, when a customer receives that card, if they take the time, and we all understand the deal, that not everybody grabs their direct mail and says, let me scan through all this stuff. But generally speaking, when a home is sold near theirs, they're gonna want the details. So they're gonna read that. If they take the time to read that, what are they going to say about you as the hyper-local expert versus the person that just sends out, just sold, you know, sold it in 137 days or you know, whatever they may send. Sending something like this where you talk about how you did it, what you did, and the real results, the analytical results is so powerful, my friends. And then let's take a look at the last piece. Basically, we call it his CTA. He goes on to say a home is worth what a buyer's willing to pay for it. The wrong agent and the wrong strategy could cost you thousands of dollars. Call Robert Mack, your North Park Square expert. If you're interested in selling while the market is still in your favor, who you work with matters. Request your free home evaluation with no strings attached, and he gives him his website and, of course, a phone number. Now, when we showed that this year at the Success Summit, I probably saw 5,000 plus people immediately go like this and start taking photos of it, saying, wow, it's different. It's going to stand out. And inside of your farm, that's exactly what you want to do. Let me give you another example from one of our clients, Ken Pozak, that we also showed this year at the summit. Now, here's the concept. You just sold a property and you know the individual or the couple that you sold the property for, they are elated with your service, especially if it's something like what Robert Mack did. And you say to them, hey, would it be okay if you wrote a letter to everyone in the neighborhood, letting them know how I did what I did and then with your permission, I'll mail it to everybody in the community. Now, most sellers are gonna say, that's a great idea, but I don't wanna write the letter, to which the response is, great, well, why don't I draft something, and if you like it, then I can send it on your behalf. And again, if you have that trust, if you have that rapport, we know they're gonna say yes, 
take a look at the letter that Ken has been sending out, and I modified it a little bit during the summit saying Tom Ferry and Banana Real Estate, so play along. Take a look at this letter and imagine getting this in the mail from your neighbor, hand addressed, hand stamped, no real estate envelope whatsoever. Imagine the response. Let's take a look at the letter. Hey neighbor, I wanted to send you a quick note about our real estate agent, Tom Ferrier, in this case, Ken Pozak. As you may or may not know, we moved to Georgia for a job promotion. We interviewed three other agents to sell our home here in Irvine Terrace. We chose to work with Ken because his marketing plan was more thorough than anyone else we interviewed, and he proved that he had the most market knowledge. As you read that letter, you could probably imagine the response is gonna be absolutely phenomenal. Ken says every time he sends it, the phone always rings because he's doing so many of the right things. Anytime you can get your customer to give you that recognition, just like a review as an example, it's going to move the needle. Now, let me remind you of what we showed you last week with Tom Tool and those three postcards. I thought I'd bring these back up to you again, and we'll just show you the three right here on the show as a reminder that you could be sending three pieces like this every quarter to your entire geographic farm. So again, you stay top of mind, you stay relevant, you make sure that your frequency is there, and the familiarity is gonna become a no-brainer. So, as we wrap this up, Matt, I know I answered this question in probably a rather elaborate way, Amazon and Rilogy and so many of the other, you know, call it marketing partnerships, they're gonna do everything in their power to chip away at your database and anyone else they can to go to their websites to generate those leads for their agents. That's called business. We actually referred to it at the summit as economic Darwinism. The question is, what are you gonna to do to survive by being the fittest? In this case, it's doubling down your efforts with your database, and it's absolutely starting a geographic farm to become the hyper-local expert. In wrapping this up, one question that I'll receive when I'm talking about this concept in an audience at a seminar is someone will never say, well, Tom, all these pieces are fantastic. You know, where, where do I get them all, right? So the obvious answer, number one, is your brokerage has lots of postcards because they've got some partnership with a direct mail house that they, you know, they serve you guys. So that's one option. Another option is to really go out maybe onto our Facebook page or the other Facebook pages and ask some of the other agents out there who are some of the local or regional companies that they might use that do things a little bit differently. By the way, Alum, which is our solution for all of our coaching members and some non-coaching members, we have hundreds of examples from our coaching clients inside of a loom that you can R&D, which we refer to as rip off and duplicate. That means cut their head off, put yours on, change the phone number, maybe the company, and hit print. Remember, a lot of our clients will also look at solutions like ifreelance.com or even fiverr.com, that's F-I-V-E-R-R.com, where you can find freelance graphic designers to make these pieces for you with your branding, your imaging, etc. So, now the question is, what are you going to do? I know these last few shows have been a little on the long side, but I really wanna make sure I'm providing as much value and clarity as possible. So let's select your farm. Where do you have the most influence? And how many transactions do you wanna generate from this in 2019, 2020, and 2021? 
I hope you're thinking big because this system absolutely works. I'll look forward to seeing you on the next Tom Ferry Show. Remember always your strategy matters and now more than ever, being the hyper-local expert, that's what rules.